is a good habit because we do not want to take the holy communion or the lord's table as just a religious activity we like doing it with understanding because if there is any instruction that christ gave that need to be taken with a lot of seriousness it is this one remember he said do this in remembrance of me i know from various uh background that we have come from the denominations there is a way you are taught about the the holy communion i am not challenging their their theology every denomination has a right to do what they they they, they want but of course there is the truth that is hidden in the word of god and if you dare to dig to know the truth and you use the truth in the word of god that truth becomes part of you and it works for you praise the lord but when you do not know you do something because our denominations or our church this is a, our church practice to fulfill the law or rather to fulfill the requirement then there is no benefit to what you do it just becomes a religious thing and anybody can do it and it doesn't have any effect in what they are doing if you do not believe in what you are doing it doesn't work for you praise god and that's why i like emphasizing and asking the lord to give me a word to help us and the word that i have today the lord was reminding me that many of us are being intimidated harassed by the enemy and this is not unusual because the devil thrives or gains strength by intimidating especially the believers he will lie to you and when you believe the lie you empower him he gains strength when you believe what he has said that's how the devil draws his power and gains strength no wonder jesus said he is the father of lies so he uses lies to gain strength So when he lies to you and you believe that lie what you are doing you are empowering the devil and he is very happy he gains the strength and the power now to intimidate you even more and he does that all the time as reminding people in the first service that there are times that you are even your own salvation he makes you doubt your salvation and i said if we are honest enough many of us have been intimidated by the devil and we have almost believed that we are not saved or we are not properly or adequately saved 
Because he makes you look at your life, look at your character, and especially at that moment, and sometimes also takes you back to the many years, even before you are born again. And out of the, the sea, you know, where you threw your, your sins, where we are thrown and actually forgotten by God himself, the devil goes there and tries to fish out and he reminds you, can you remember in high school, because actually in high school is when people commit more sins. And those who manage to escape high school, especially from what? Form two. Form ones are innocent. Form two, form three, things happen. If you escape there, college life. So the devil takes you back to remind you of the sins that you committed even when you are in high school. And for a moment, do you know when you remember yourself? Just, let me shock you. Just go back very quickly. Just take a snap to, you, to yourself in form two and see how you look, you, you are. Especially the holiday. Okay, quickly, come back now. I know you don't like that scene. That's how the devil operates. You did not like what you saw. True? Yes. You did not like what? So the devil now reminds you of that. And what happens is that you start feeling guilty. And you start feeling like, okay, he's telling you, okay, no wonder... That's why you are not like so-and-so. That's why you cannot pray like so-and-so. That's why even when you pray, your prayers cannot be answered. That's why when you read the Bible, you, cannot, you can't understand. Wewe uja okoka. Wewe uja okoka. Wewe umetenda. Wewe umetenda. Wewe umefanya. This is the devil intimidating you. And you're not... It's not, you are not the only one. He does it to all of us. And especially after you have been going through a season of prayer and fasting. When you come out of that season, the devil looks for the best opportunity to hit you and to draw you back down and to, so that you forget anything that ever happened to you, the courage, the strength, the faith, the ability to decree thing, he takes it away immediately. And he's very happy because now you have believed his lies. You cannot be able to decree a thing and it shall not be established because he reminds you, how can you decree it? Kubuka. He did it to Jesus. The Bible says, when Jesus went to Jordan to John the Baptist, and immediately he came out of the water, heavens opened, and there was a voice that says what? 
First of all, there was a, a dove that came from heaven. Okay? And landed on his shoulder. The Bible says, and it remained, stayed there. So it was not a coincidence. It was not just a bird, uh, a dove that was flying all over and then it just saw a, a, a nice shoulder or a nice white tunic that uh, he was wearing and decided to land there. No, that's not very common. Birds do not just land on anybody. In fact, if they do that, we'll say you are a witch. Yeah, that's what they say. If the bird lads on you and doesn't go, well, But this bird that landed and stayed on him was the Holy Spirit. So the anointing came upon him and stayed on him. In other words, and then there was a voice that opened from heaven and said, this is my beloved son. In other words, the father testified of who the son is. And he demonstrated that he's his son by releasing the Holy Spirit in form of a dove and the dove remained on his shoulder. But the Bible says, but Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, was led to the wilderness. And for 40 days and nights, he went through tough time. After the 40th day, because he was fasting, the Bible says he was, of course he was tired and he was hungry. And the devil appeared to him. And he started tempting him, intimidating him. And that's why I told you, the devil intimidates anyone. He, he frustrates anyone. And he intimidated Jesus. If you are the son of God. How many times has the devil spoken to you? And uses that those words. If you are a child of God. If you are born again. If you are a woman of God. It dare you say that you even you are a prophet. Or you are an apostle. If you are truly a pastor called of God. Those are the words that the devil uses. And then he challenges you. Why is this happening? He may not tell you to turn the bread, I mean the stones into bread. Because he knows that you have read the scripture and you will tell him it is written. You have the reverence. But he will, can use that to intimidate you. If you are the child of God, how come then you are broke? And, then, and that is enough. But the reality is, yes, they have no money. And then you start believing what the devil is telling you. The reason why you have no money is because you are not a child of God. Look at the other children of God. Hmm? This is the enemy trying to intimidate you. You must be able to discern and to know that this is the enemy. And address him as the enemy. Your salvation is very expensive. It was bought with a price. 
that we cannot be able to pay. The whole process is a mystery. I have tried to understand, to see whether I can be able to unravel this ministry. Mystery, sorry. Why would God, the creator of heaven and earth, the all-knowing God, decide that to redeem man, rather than do something else, he would rather die himself to redeem this man. Have you ever wondered? Is that not a mystery? Why would God, and not just die a normal death, choose to die a very shameful death on the cross where it is very clear that cursed is a man who hangs on the tree. Yes. Then why would God, the one who could speak a word and a thing just pops, he does not need to, to write, to design anything so that he can bring it. He speaks and it comes to pass. The all-powerful knowing God. Why did he choose to die on the cross? He could have invented or come up with another process of redeeming man without himself having to die. Are you trying to understand where I'm coming from? Where I'm guided? I want you to see this salvation that we talk about. It's expensive. Hallelujah. It's a mystery. You cannot be able to unravel this. You will never be able to understand this mystery that was now, you know, that God himself chooses to humble himself to be born of a woman, a young girl called Mary. Praise God. So that he can go through the process of humanity. And then he does not choose to be born in a palace. Have you ever asked yourself? You know, God had all this choice. He would have ordered the king's palace. He would have reorganized things. That this damsel will be part of the, the, the king's whatever. And he can be born there. But he did not do that. Instead, he harbored himself and went through a process that is a very humble process so that you and I can be saved. Do you see how expensive your salvation is? is? It costed God his own life. Praise God. And that's why I say, when we are sharing the Holy Communion, as we refer to it, the bread and the cup, it is not just another th religious thing that we are doing. We are in a serious moment trying to, to reconcile, to get back to the mind of God and try to unravel what was going on. Why did you have to die? Why did you have to be on that cross and not anyone else? And why didn't you even decide, you would have said, okay. Because he only needed to say, okay, Adam, you have sinned, fine, okay. I want to forgive you, I'm God. Okay, I'll treat you like you have never sinned. She could have said that, isn't it? And said, Adam, go back to the garden. 
continue to live. And you devil, uh, I am God and you know that. From now henceforth, you will not roam again up and about. You are chained into that dungeon and you'll never come out of there until when I say. He could have done that. Praise God. I'm telling you it's a mystery. And then we are told. It did not just started, start then. That this lamb was slain before even the foundations of the earth. That's what I'm telling you. This is a mystery. Before the earth was even laid, the foundations were laid. And we don't know where the foundations are. It says that this lamb of God was slain. Which means your salvation. Hallelujah. Before God created Adam and Eve, he had planned for your salvation. Can you see the mystery? That's why I'm telling you. It's so such a mystery that I cannot be able, I don't know whether I will ever be able, probably when I go to heaven, because I've been trying to read. The, the, some scripture says this mystery was revealed in his son, Jesus Christ. But even when he says it was revealed in his son, it is still a mystery because his son is the one who went on that cross. And then I ask myself, why would the son be the one to be on the cross? Brethren, this is a serious business. And do not allow Lucifer or Satan to intimidate you because the day you came to Christ, you were born again. Your sins were forgiven. My favorite scripture, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 says what? He who knew no sin became sin. Yeah? It is there if you have forgotten. This is a scripture that you should keep reminding yourself because when the devil intimidates you that you are a sinner and you are filthy and you feel like you, have, you are such a dirty person, read for him that scripture. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. Who was made sin for us? Christ, the son of God, because he is the only one who knew no sin. He was made sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. So me, I was the sin. I was born of sin. I was made of sin. Himself, he knew no sin because he was God. But he chose to take what was in me and he became sin, which is what I was, so that I who was a sinner or who carried the sin now becomes the righteousness of God. Can you see this mystery? Why I'm calling it mystery? 
who can be able to explain what manner of love is this? What interest does God has in you that he would choose to die so that you can live? And we fear, we are frustrated by the enemy and we give up. Hear the word of the Lord. God's purpose and plan for you and your salvation, the investment that he has put in you, praise God, is so precious that he is not just about to allow the devil and his agent to take it away by intimidating you. Today, I would like to affirm you that if you are a child of God and you know it because you've given your life to Christ, that cannot be changed. That's a plan of God. It is done. It cannot be changed. The only person who has the capacity, the ability to change it is yourself by believing the lies of the devil. As you believe it, I told you, you empower him. You give him authority. He is able now to overcome you and to lie to you. And before you realize, you are down in sin. The Lord Jesus Christ would like you to know that his purpose and plan cannot be stopped by anybody. It cannot be thwarted. You are the only one who has the capacity to do it. That scripture will always remain true. And very quickly, let me just say, um, to the, okay. Talk about the power that is in the blood. Because for you to be able to overcome the devil, you need to know the power that is in the blood. Okay? Because if there is anything the devil fears, it is the blood. First Peter 1, from verse 18, 19, if you can project that, our redemption is through the blood of Jesus, not through anyone else. His blood redeems us. There is, was a price against us that we could not pay. But the blood of Jesus redeemed us. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things. Please note. You are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold. From your aimless conduct received from your traditions from your forefathers. Because the sins that you carried were traditional that you carried from your forefathers. But the Lord, the Lord would like to remind you or Peter would like to remind us that we were not redeemed with corruptible things. Silver and gold are corruptible. There is no amount of money that you can pay to buy salvation. Even if you are the best giver to the church, you will never buy your salvation by giving. Giving will increase your wealth, but will not buy you salvation. You will still go to hell with your wealth, but the wealth will continue to increase because you are obeying the principle of giving. Never think that you can win God by giving. You can only win him by giving yourself, but not things, because they are corruptible. 
they are corruptible but 19 but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot that is how you are bought you need to know this because when the devil comes to frustrate you and to intimidate you you need to remember that your salvation is so expensive but it cannot be equated to any corruptible things on earth it was bought through precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and spot the blood is clean you do not need anything else and it's confirmed you are a child of god you are the only one who can take yourself out of god's purpose and out of god's plan praise the lord and he is not delighted in seeing that happen so he tries and he struggles to speak to you so that he can bring you back seconds um first ephesians 12:13 there is fellowship in the blood of jesus his blood brings us into fellowship with god but now in christ jesus you who were once far away have been brought near through the blood of christ without the blood of christ man is long away from god ephesians that's ephesians 12:13 without the blood of christ there cannot be fellowship you have fellowship you have access to god there were time that you were alienated from him but when you came to christ through the blood he opened the door for you the curtain was removed you now have fellowship with god in other words you can access the throne So who is this devil that can intimidate you and be able to overpower you or overcome you? Where does he draw his authority? You are already a child of God redeemed. You already have access to God himself. You have actually fellowship with God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. You can enter into the holy of holies. You can listen to a conversation happening in heaven. God welcomes you in his throne because you are his child. But the devil cannot be welcomed in that throne. So next time he comes to you why don't you remind him by the way don't you know who you are you are cast from heaven go and lead um Isaiah 14 how he was cast from heaven and he was never given an opportunity to ever go back there So when he intimidates you why don't you remind him of who you are in Christ of who he is outside Christ because he cannot be in Christ one the devil cannot be redeemed he will never be forgiven his case is dealt with redemption was for humanity and you are the beneficiary so you have an upper hand 
already. So do not allow the devil or any of his demons to intimidate you. Remind him of his judgment. And love at him and say, but for me, I'm already a child of God. Get behind me, Satan. And you move on. There is peace in the blood of Jesus. His blood makes peace with God. Man by nature is at war with God. And can only come to God on God's terms. Because of the sin that we committed. Without the blood, we cannot be able to access him. But now, no, we just move to that, that we have passed over that. Um, um, now on Colossians 1, start from verse 18, 19, 20. Colossians. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. Who would have preeminence in all things? Christ, the Son of God, who is your Lord and Savior. So you cannot be intimidated by anyone else, for it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. All the fullness should dwell, including the Father himself. The Father's fullness dwells in him. Now, if the Father's fullness dwells in him, does Christ dwell in you? He does, isn't it? You believe that. Now, if you believe that, then the fullness of God also dwells in you. And the other scriptures that we saw, John 14, 23, isn't it? Look at who you are and where you are. So why then should you allow the devil to intimidate you, to take away your strength and your ability to decree a thing and it shall be established? It's all set for you. You cannot lose this battle. You have already won ahead. So even when it comes to tempt you or to intimidate you, you are already a winner. You are already a conqueror. No wonder Paul says, then if we are in Christ Jesus, who can be against us? Praise God. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. And he says, now you are even more than a kogara. You are not just a kogara. You are above a kogara. So be strengthened and learn to fight the battle 20. And by him, to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of Jesus. The peace, you are, you are now at peace with the Lord because of the blood of Jesus. Amen? Praise God. The Father will defend you. The Son will defend you. The Holy Spirit will defend you. His word will defend you. Amen? And on top of that, the brethren whom you walk with on earth will also defend you. And even your pastor and your elders, they will defend you should the devil dare not to believe what you are telling him. You are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. 
The last one. Let's stop there now. Because the last one we have talked about it last time. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of liberation. What? 12 verse 11. You cannot forget that. There is power in, blood, in the blood. There is power in the word of your testimony. There are things that the Lord has done. Meanwhile, can the elders be coming forward, please? Elders, deacons, very quickly. Let's, let's, let's come forward. The word of your testimony is very key. The blood will play its role because there is power. But your confessions, what you know and what you believe in, what the Lord has done because testimony is sharing and talking about where you have come from and what God has done in your life. The previous battles that you have fought and you have won remind the devil. The victories that you have enjoyed, the grace of God that you have, you have experienced keep reminding the devil. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death. Praise God. Get to that level where you, lead, you are ready to defend your faith. Even if it means dying. Because death to you is not a loss. It's a transition to the home that you always desire to go. So if it gets to a level where you have to defend your faith by even dying, you better die. But you're not going to die because you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. So don't allow the enemy to intimidate you. Praise God.